0: long time no hear from you guys (laughs) um is that what you say for podcasts i don't know hey guys it's rebecca and it has been a while like two months to be exact but it was a break that i needed just to really refresh myself and just think about what the study should be on next and while i was thinking about it i just thought I don't want to discourage or discount you guys from reading the bible in its entirety so that is why we are going to be exploring the old testament there is so much to be learned from it there are stories that I read and when I read it again and again I seem to get something new from it in fact what Jesus did on the cross won't really make complete sense until you understand the sacrifices and what they did in the old testament and there's stories of people of God and even people who disobeyed God and were wrong in God's eyes that we have so much to learn from and for me a big thing is that I see the power and trusting God in real people's lives like from beginning to end and it just it just holds the same kind of power and authority as the New Testament does so I think it's very important for us to be looking at it. And we're gonna be specifically looking at Genesis and just some stories that I handpicked for the next five weeks. And I really want this to encourage you guys to be reading the Old Testament as well as the New Testament in your daily time with God. Because I tell you, I will, I will tell you, it will grow you and transform you and challenge you. And please, please do it. And, And obviously read it with the right heart. So, The first story that we're going to be looking at is Cain and Abel. The passage is in Genesis chapter 4, verse 1 through 5. Since it's so short, I'm just going to go ahead and read it for you guys. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again she bore his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, and Cain a worker of the ground. In the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. And Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering, but Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry, and his face fell." So what can we gather exactly from this story? If you have went to Sunday school, you're probably familiar with it. You're also familiar with the very tragic outcome of it, but we're just gonna be looking at this specific offering. So we know that Abel gave an offering and it was accepted, but Cain also gave an offering and it wasn't accepted. Just for clarity, the reason why his offering wasn't accepted wasn't because he gave produce. You can see in the Old Testament that even grain offering was accepted. And this wasn't specifically a sin sacrifice. This was just a sacrifice, but an offering to the Lord. So that wasn't the reason why. So then it makes you wonder, well, what exactly is the reason why? well lucky for us in hebrews chapter 11 verse 4 it actually tells us so here's what it says by faith abel offered to god a more acceptable sacrifice than cain through which he was commended as righteous god commending him by accepting his gifts and through his faith though he died he still speaks So we now know that Abel's offering was accepted because it was given in faith. And so contrary to that, Cain's offering was not given in faith. So now it makes me wonder like, okay, well, what exactly is faith? So just as an elementary type of teaching and to make sure we have the proper understanding, we're also going to be looking at Hebrews 11. The whole chapter 11 is wonderful for faith, but we're going to look at verse 1 and verse 6. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So very simply put, we know that faith is not something that we can see. It's hoping in something that we can't see, trusting in something that we can't see, something that's not tangible and physical. And on verse 6, it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Let's look at the offering that Abel gave. Abel gave the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. He gave the very good stuff to God. And when I think about this, I just think about how long it took for them to actually prepare a meal back in the, like back in the biblical times, because if they wanted to eat a good steak, they would have to prepare it. It would probably take a very long time. Whereas today I can just hop on over to Walmart cook the steak and eat it all within an hour. And it's just, it just boggles my mind. So in order for Abel to give the firstborn of his flock in their fat portions, so the good stuff, he obviously had to believe that God existed. But not only that, he wanted to give God the very best stuff. So he must have believed that God was worthy of it. And that's the difference between Abel and Cain. If Cain didn't give his offering in faith, then he just gave it because it was a duty to be done and he did it. But God didn't accept it. Whereas Abel, his heart was all in it. It was his act of worship. It was his way of saying, God, you are worthy of the very best. I'm going to give you all that I have. And this is my offering to you. And so that's the difference between Cain and Abel's offering. So then that, now we know that it's not the act that we do, but the motive behind it. You can do Christiany things, you can do good things, but there are some things that you can do but that God won't accept. Cain and Abel did the exact same thing. They both gave an offering, but one was accepted while the other was rejected. So now we know that it's not the act that we do, but the motive behind it. So it makes me wonder, are our acts to God being accepted? How dare we think that God will automatically accept any act of worship from us? God is a holy God and he has standards. If we give him anything less, anything outside of faith, he will not accept it. So you really start to understand, wow, the motive behind things and the heart of things really do matter. You can't just pretend to be a Christian and do these things. You really have to be all in it. So when you start to understand that, it'll change the way We offer tithes and offerings to God. And if you don't, I really want to encourage you guys that God will convict your heart to give tithes and offerings to God, to give the first cut of your paycheck, because it's not something you're doing for the pastor or for the church, but it's something that you're doing for God and God alone. Okay. This will also change the way we praise in church. If you think about it that means every song that we sing in in church isn't automatically accepted by Christ and this it just it blows my mind because it makes me think wow I guess where my heart is when I'm singing these songs in church really do matter when you sing the lyrics of the worship songs Are you actually weighing it in your heart? Are you actually thinking what it means? Are you just thinking, or are you, are you just singing the songs and thinking about something else? Or are you singing the songs and later you go home and you completely forget of the songs that you sang and the words and what they meant that you start going back to your ways of worry and anxiety. Is that what you're doing? This also changes the good things that we do for people. We no longer do it to please them and get their praise. This changes the way we fast. We no longer think, oh, poor me, pity me. I'm I'm not eating food. I'm so hungry. I'm so weak. But it's, it's actually a privilege because through the fast, we're nearing ourselves to Lord. This changes the way we pray. When we pray, it doesn't come out of a place of selfishness. We're not praying with the wrong motives. And you guys, sin can hinder your prayers. Your selfish motives can hinder your prayers. This changes the way we serve. If you're involved in a church or in some type of ministry or you're going on mission trips, You know, you can do all that without your heart actually being in it. If you want your service to be accepted by the Lord and pleasing to the Lord, then the heart of it will change. The biggest thing is what exactly can we take from this? Well, one is let the Holy Spirit do the work. Let the Holy Spirit search your heart. When you need to make certain decisions, ask if your motives are right. Because our own hearts will deceive us. If you look in Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 9. In Romans chapter 12 verse 1, it tells us that our lives, our lives is an act of worship. It's not just when we go to church on Sundays and sing a song. That's not worship. Our worship is our lives, the life that we live. So it's important that this worship is found acceptable to God. Don't you want it to be acceptable to him? Or do you want it to be like, nope, I don't accept it. You've done all this, but I don't accept it. So a big thing is just examine your heart. Are you giving God your very best? Are you giving him the very best of your energy, the very best of your time, the very best of of your resources, the call to action is very simple. Let the Holy Spirit do its work and live at a pace where you can listen to the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will speak, but if your heart is distracted, you won't listen and you will overlook it. So just take the time. Are you having that daily time? I highly, highly encourage all believers to have a daily time with the Lord. So if you are not doing that, please do. And you guys, it's not just an empty thing that you do where you open up your Bible, you read a chapter, you pray a prayer. It's where your heart will be in it. It's surrendering to him and saying, Lord, this is my life, but I want to live for you. I want to surrender my life to you. It's a giving of your life because he gave his life for us. And I know this seems like so much, but you guys, the biggest thing that I can say is let the Holy Spirit work. God deserves our very best. I want to close out in a prayer. So will you guys join with me? Lord, I confess the times that I haven't given you my full heart. The times where I just gave you my leftovers. The times where I just thought anything would be enough for you. Lord, you are a holy God. And you deserve nothing but the best. I pray that our act of worship, our lives will be found acceptable to you. And you alone the purpose of our lives is to please you. And the only way to please you is by faith. Lord, help us cling on to that. Lord, I pray that this message will stay in our hearts, stay hidden in our hearts. And it won't be tossed away by the wind, by worries, and by things that's going on in our lives. But that we could hold steadfast to the truth that you have given us. That this isn't just something that impacts us this week. But this is something that we hold on to day after day. I thank you for the people who are listening, not only with their ears, but with their hearts. I pray that you let this message speak to them in the way that you want it to. And in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And that's the end. Thank you guys for tuning in. I hope this really challenged your heart. And next week, it's time for another Bible story. Bye!